Amen. All right, let's go to Hebrews 11. Uh, if you also find Romans chapter number 14 tonight, uh, Hebrews 11, and then also Romans 14. Uh, I think I saw before the service was that Miss Avery's truck was stolen or something. And, uh, and so pray for her, and uh, that's uh, getting married and stuff, and, uh, and uh, hauling things, need a truck, amen? And uh, so that's just uh, the day and age we live in. you got to uh, be on the lookout all the time, so pray that uh, that gets found as well, uh, if you would. Let's all stand together as we read uh, our text from uh, Hebrews chapter number 11. We'll just read two verses, then we're going to jump over. Uh, I'll pray, and then we'll jump back over into uh, Romans chapter number 14. Verse number 1 of Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse number 6. Without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Our Heavenly Father, we pray that You bless this message. We pray that You help Avery in locating her truck. Uh, Lord, that You will be done in that situation. Speak to our hearts, please, tonight in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Uh, make your way back to Romans chapter number 14. This morning we looked at uh, the anatomy of faith, part one, looking at what faith is, a little bit of what faith is not, uh, and uh, some of the examples that were there and what we have uh, with faith. God has blessed us uh, in that He not just saves us by faith, but we have a saving faith that, uh, that brings us through uh, every, every aspect of life. We have the Word of God, which uh, has the promise attached to it, that it pertains to every, everything pertaining to life and godliness uh, is contained. It has the answer to all of our questions. Uh, and as we look at Romans 14 uh, and uh, gray areas, uh, if you will, as the examples, um, there are really less gray areas than we'd like to put on. Uh, the Bible uh, gives us many principles. I think of one of the big gray areas uh, in life, uh, it shouldn't be, but it, it has been really uh, my entire Christian life, uh, and it's become more prevalent because there are more Bible-believing Christians who socially drink uh, than, there, than I can ever remember, uh, excusing it away. And, uh, and, uh, but uh, the Bible uh, has many passages that warn us uh, and, uh, about uh, the evils of it, what it does, uh, and that it's raging, and on and on and on. Uh, and even if somebody wanted to argue uh, the fact that uh, they could certainly do that with the liberty that they have, uh, the Bible says they're unwise. Uh, and uh, so if you want to be a fool, <laughs> you chase after uh, those types of things. But uh, if, if you're really honest uh, about that, um, it, it's, it's pretty clear in the Bible what God would have for us to do as Christians. So even when we claim that there are gray areas, uh, there are principles that we apply, all right? Uh, for example, the Bible says, uh, doesn't say, thou shalt not smoke cigarettes. It doesn't say that. Um, but we apply everything from body temple uh, to testimony uh, and on and on and on. Biblical principle applied to those areas uh, in our life. So it makes what seems to be a gray area uh, less gray, more black and white. Uh, and that's when we get into uh, this passage in chapter number 14 of the book of Romans. Uh, the very last verse uh, of Romans, chapter number 14, says this, And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. This morning we looked at uh, verse number 6 in Hebrews 11, the fact that it's impossible to please God uh, without faith. We need faith. We need to live by faith. Uh, we, uh, we should have 
activities that we do. Um, our Faith Promise Missions is a way that, uh, that as a pastor, uh, I give you to exercise faith in your life uh, because without it, it's impossible. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Uh, then, to kind of contrast that, anything that we do that's not of faith, uh, the Bible says that it is sin. Uh, but just like any other passage of Scripture, there's a context uh, that that verse is in. We can't just take it uh, and, uh, and read it, quote it. Uh, we, there needs to be a little bit more of an explanation. Years ago, I can't even remember now how many years ago, I didn't write uh, any dates in the margin of my Bible. I taught on this. Uh, I want to be uh, not long tonight because uh, uh, of uh, uh, obvious reasons. Uh, but uh, the... Um, I might have a hard time doing that <laughs> just because of processing and it's a long chapter and it's a lot of stuff in there. But we're going to give it a good college try, all right? Uh, so let's go back uh, to verse number one. The Bible says, Him that is weak uh, in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. Now when I taught this, where I was getting at a moment ago, um, uh, dealing with uh, standards, convictions, preferences, uh, the difference between all those things, uh, and tried to teach uh, the proper application uh, of chapter number 14. Uh, if you don't get anything uh, out of the message, I hope that you do, but if you don't, uh, please understand that how we apply uh, chapter number 14 and its principles by most Christians is in reverse uh, from how God would want us to apply them. All right. When you jump over into chapter number 15, verse number 1, the Bible says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Then he gives the example that even Jesus himself uh, didn't live to please himself. All right. So as he deals with the context of, of meat offered to idols and things, uh, and ex explains uh, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to handle the gray areas of our life, um, he settles it or he summarizes it with the principle that it's, that it's not about you. It's not about me. Um, we're supposed to please uh, God, it, we which are strong, to bear the infirmities of the weak. Important to note because in the context, the people who are strong uh, are the ones uh, who, who practiced liberty. They're the ones who ate meat that was offered to the idols. Uh, the weak, uh, in the context, were considered the, the Jewish Christians, um, he, the Hebrew Christians uh, that we've been reading about in our, in our, uh, with our theme, uh, who were legalistic, uh, who thought they had to add to grace ceremonial things, etc. They were the ones who were concerned. When they saw Gentile Christians eating meat offered to idols, uh, it, it caused a problem. Like, how, you know, how could you do that? I was um, in some of my missionary trips uh, when you're uh, by the Hindu temples, as an example, uh, some Buddhist temples and things as well. The Hindu ones in particular, uh, what people would do throughout the days and whatever, they would they bring food uh, to these, uh, these little temples and are all over the place. And so you, you kind of go up. Now remember, usually in those areas, lots of poverty, all right? People are starving. And, uh, and they're at these altars, there's all kinds of food items that are there. And I've always thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to go up and eat some of that. Uh, you know, maybe there's an apple uh, uh, that is there, I'll just go up and eat the apple. And the reason I would do that uh, is because food offered to idols that aren't, aren't real, 
um, it doesn't mean anything. If I was to go up and eat an apple at a Hindu temple, just take it off the altar thing there uh, and just eat it, uh, I'm not going to, I probably would get sick. It was probably been out there for a while. Uh, and, uh, but it wouldn't be because the Hindu God is punishing me or that I've done something wrong because it's just an apple. Is everybody with me? Um, and so meat or fruit or whatever offered to idols uh, is offered to a God that is not a God, uh, is nothing but superstition and there isn't really anything um, bad or whatever, but people didn't do that. Uh, there were Jewish laws that restricted them from doing so. But under grace, trying to fast forward, not to cover it with Peter, uh, basically uh, God said there's nothing that you can eat that's unclean. Uh, and if you can say grace over it, you can eat it. So uh, there aren't, you can eat whatever you want, all right? Uh, there aren't any rules uh, pertaining to you know, Scripture or that God forbids uh, however, last week, kind of in thinking about this, uh, I mentioned that there's probably some uh, good guidance in the Bible uh, about things. Uh, you know, again, we love bacon, uh, but, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's not very good for you. Uh, and why eat turkey bacon? Uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, that just seems to be a waste of time. Uh, and uh, so, so even though we enjoy it and we can't eat it, there's nothing wrong with it. There are some things that aren't good for us. So then... Um, even bacon could be a gray area for people, right? Because somebody who thinks that as a Christian, uh, you shouldn't eat things that are bad for you uh, because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit might be offended uh, at the fact that you're eating bacon. I know I'm throwing out a weird example. Um, but if there's somebody you know uh, that that is a serious issue with them, you have a responsibility to them. Uh, according to this passage of Scripture. And so um, we're going to dig into that. So early in the church, uh, some of the believers struggled with the issue of compromise uh, with the world, specifically regarding food that they ate. Uh, Paul was fully persuaded in his own mind. Uh, he understood that there was nothing that was clean in and of itself. Look at verse number 14 of chapter number 14. I know, Paul saying, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it's unclean. All right? So Paul says there's no authority of this. He understood from the Lord that there's nothing that was unclean. But if somebody ate it and thought it was unclean, it is unclean to them. Is everybody with me? Uh, the words, very plain. Uh, and he understood this fact. Uh, yet there were some believers uh, who would not eat the meat that was sacrificed to idols with a clear conscience. Uh, and Paul taught that each believer uh, must, make a, uh, must have a biblical conviction uh, on disputable matters. So we receive people, he said, Paul says, receive the weak in faith, those who are new babes in Christ, those who don't understand. He said, there's Jewish brothers uh, that are in your congregation, um, that you need to receive them, uh, but not to uh, these disputations. He was trying to settle the matter. And by the way, he did. Uh, and he dealt with it in, in, in different churches. Uh, and we've been looking at it again in detail uh, with, uh, with the Hebrews. Uh, when we can't do something, the, the, the thought is when we can't do something in good conscience, we must not do it at all. Uh, that's the plain sense of it. For whatever is not of faith 
uh, is sin. Uh, whatever is done in doubt uh, is, is something we shouldn't do. Verse number 22 uh, of that same passage, Hast thou faith? Have it thyself before God. Now, let me stop there just for a second. If, if you think that there's something it's okay for you to do, it's a gray area, uh, and there's no authoritative, there's no Bible verse, uh, it's just something that, you know, that you disagree with me on or another Christian on or whatever the case may be. Uh, the Bible says if you have, when you have faith, liberty to do that, he um, says do it to yourself uh, or by thyself before God. All right? Express your liberty, but keep it to yourself. So one of the kind of ways that we would apply that in today's society uh, is if there's a gray area in your Christian faith, uh, a doubtful thing that people, it's going to offend people, don't put it on Facebook. Don't put it on Twitter or Instagram. All right? You, you, do, you practice your faith and your liberty, but you do it yourself before God. You don't flaunt it uh, and cause other, other Christians to stumble. All right? So even though it's not a sin, perhaps, to do whatever it is, you can put anything in the category. I won't get into all the categories. Um, it becomes a sin to you. Uh, because, because you don't obey chapter number 14, verse number 22, all right? Uh, by uh, promoting that or forcing it. We, people do that for shock factor, um, but it's just, it's just something. If you, if you know that whatever, if, if you think I'm going to go to the beach uh, and, uh, and you're going to take all kinds of selfies at the beach and your other brothers and sisters in Christ, there's going to be some that are offended, some that are not, don't post it on Facebook. Uh, because the ones who think that you shouldn't do that, um, you're offending them. And they're not wrong in that moment. It doesn't matter if, if, the, if you can agree or not agree on the item. It's that you have a responsibility before God not to offend the weaker. In that moment, you're the stronger Christian. Is everybody with me? Uh, so so you, you just do that to yourself before God, and you bear... You bear the infirmities of the weak. You think, well, that's pathetic. Pastor Reno thinks that that's bad. Uh, and uh, the idea then is, is that you have to bear my infirmities uh, and uh, in default uh, to my offense. Uh, and it seems to be unfair, uh, and uh, maybe it is, uh, but I didn't write the book. Uh, God wrote it, uh, and, uh, and I'm not going to apologize for what, uh, for what God has written. Verse number two of chapter number 14. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. So uh, there's some that uh, they, they won't eat the meat. They're just going to eat, um, eat herbs and vegetables or whatever. He says, let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him that eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. And then it says, who, uh, who art thou that judgest another man's servant? Tis own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he, hath, uh, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Uh, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. And Paul said, of course, that he was. Uh, so there were some that kept feast days. There were some that didn't. There were some that ate you know, steaks from the, the butcher that were offered to idols. Others didn't. Some were offended by it. Others had complete liberty. But the idea is never to be like, you know, just to, you know, eat it in front of somebody. Uh, because you can. Um, we always have to defer uh, to the, the spiritual side of things. Uh, and, and so it's like, 
you know, if you, if you want to eat it, you go home and close the curtains. <laughs> uh, you, go, you eat it before God uh, yourself uh, and not uh, to offend. Uh, so eating meat uh, is not sinful. Uh, Romans 14, verse number 20 says, For meat... Uh, destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth uh, with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. All right? So there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's established. It's not a sin to eat the meat. But where it becomes a sin is if, if you eat it at the offense of other people where somebody would stumble or is offended or made weak. So in that congregation, let's say the, the church uh, in the house, uh, uh, house church in Rome, uh, if, uh, if they brought that during the potluck, somebody brought in, it's like, hey, where'd you, where did you get the steak from? I got it from the idol market. Um, it was a big deal. They're like, we can't eat that. And there was a disputation. And Paul was, really, he was tired of it uh, in one respect. So he's dealing with it. He's, and the bottom line is, again, if I don't get to it, because I'm rambling a little bit, I think, with my meds. Uh, the idea is you shouldn't do it, even if it's okay, because it offends another brother in Christ. So the issue of eating or not eating certain foods is a disputable matter in its context. And we can apply... Alcohol, cigarettes, um, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you would want to put in that category, and there are a lot of them. Uh, in, a, in a group this size, everybody, we're, nobody's going to agree on everything. Uh, and, uh, but when you have um, clear scriptural teaching, that's where, uh, where we defer our own liberty until we stand before God. And by the way, you'd be much better off standing before God for having done good than to enjoy liberty at the expense of another Christian um, in, during your lifetime, all right? So with eternity's values and pleasing God, uh, and Paul saying, even Jesus did this. Even Christ pleased not himself, uh, but did things for, uh, for, um, uh, for others uh, to their good and for their edification. As a follower of Christ, uh, we study the Word of God, uh, we're led by the Spirit of God. We have doctrines and convictions. Uh, we conform to God's truth. Uh, James chapter number 4 uh, speaks of that. We talked about that recently. So for disputable matters or gray areas, we have to figure out conviction-wise what are the principles uh, that we should follow uh, for, uh, for guidance uh, and, uh, and, and follow them uh, as best as we possibly can. So um, some people approach gray areas with extreme care. Um, some approach gray areas uh, with more liberty. Uh, some might say it's sinful to do one thing or to wear certain things, or uh, etc. Uh, and uh, but our life as a Christian uh, should be marked by uh, or known by our willingness to to please the Lord. Uh, to obey God uh, in all matters. That's what it's marked. Turn with me real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 since we're close uh, by there. Bear with me as I turn. <clears throat> Verse number 31. Again, he's dealing with uh, the same issue in the church at Corinth. 
Um, every, every local church in the first century, um, for the most part, as we read in the Scripture, had the same issues. It's Jews that are getting saved, they weren't fully understanding grace, and there were people arguing uh, over these types of things. Verse 31, uh, he says, "...whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God." Whatever it is that we do, everything's supposed to be done for God's glory. Uh, and and if, we, if we're doing something that brings a reproach to His name, obviously we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but you're like, well, what about, you know, but what about this? Maybe this, uh, the Bible doesn't say, it's not clear on this. All right, it's a disputable matter. Uh, then there's a series of things or questions you should answer or ask yourself uh, that I'll get into here in a, a little bit. Colossians chapter number 3 uh, let's turn over there real quick. If you're with me, say amen. amen. I was going to say, if you agree with me, say amen. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but some of you might struggle with some of this. And, um, but um, it's why, we're, why, we're, uh, why I'm teaching it uh, tonight. Uh, and uh, Colossians chapter number 3, verse number 23, again says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, uh, and not unto men. So, to please God, to glorify God, that is the default mode that every Christian should be in. Everything that we do should bring God glory. All right. Now, if I just if we think about that just for a second, um, we do lots of things. All right. You wake up in the morning, and you have a routine that you go through uh, in your life. Uh, you're saying, Pastor, does does it mean that I that I I gotta uh, if I brush my teeth, I gotta brush my teeth to the glory of God? Kind of. I mean, it really does. It says, do all things to the glory of God. Um, and so, so we, can, we can try to figure out what it is in our life that we do on a daily basis that doesn't have to fit that criteria, but we're, but we're not going to have an authoritative list. We don't, so everything that we do, we're supposed to, God's supposed to be front of mind uh, as, as we go throughout our day, doing everything, would this please the Lord? Uh, and how can I, and, and, if, and if you don't know if the actual activity would be pleasing to God, uh, maybe ask yourself the question, what can I, what can I do uh, at dinner uh, at, uh, that'll, that'll bring glory to God? Well, witnessing would. Um, or, uh, or, you know, sharing, a, giving a gospel tract to somebody else. Um, picking up somebody's uh, bill. Uh, telling or giving the wait staff uh, a compliment. So you can always say, what would, what would please the Lord in, in this moment? Uh, and then let the Holy Spirit uh, direct you, guide you uh, into uh, whatever it is that He tells you to do. Uh, we know that uh, our, our life is marked by seeking to please and glorify God. The Holy Spirit also lives uh, in each believer, uh, which bears witness with our conscience. Uh, second, we'll turn to 2 Timothy chapter number 1. Uh, we're not far from there. Go to all the T's. They're all together in your New Testament. Bear with me as I turn. In 2 Timothy chapter number 2, uh, and excuse me, 2 Timothy 1, verse number 14. The Bible says, That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. If you're saved uh, and you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says the Holy Spirit dwells in you. 
Um, we know that God is everywhere. Uh, God is not everything. He's not the chairs. His presence is everywhere. Where two or three are gathered in the midst, he says that he will be with us. Uh, his presence is here. Whether we acknowledge his presence or not, everywhere that we go, the eyes of the Lord in every place, beholding the good and the evil. Uh, but everywhere we go, we bring the Holy Spirit with us. Um, and in whatever we do, um, it's like the Holy Spirit is doing that. Is everyone with me? Uh, so, so this idea of, of forgetting that, uh, setting that aside because I want to have uh, uh, some me time or I want to do something that's in a gray area, that should not be the way that we think. And by the way, um, in order to get out of that way of thinking, it takes practice, it takes cognizance of what the Bible says. Uh, so whatever is not of faith, the Bible says, is sin. That is, or that means, if our consciences uh, produce guilt, we should refrain whatever activity. Remember, guilt is to uh, the spiritual, uh, our spiritual self what pain is uh, to physical pain, you know, to our, it gets, sends that signal. When I, the other day, as soon as, as soon as I did that, I knew it wasn't right. Um, sent a signal to my brain, um, that's messed up, uh, and, uh, and there is, and I had to process everything. I had to stop for a second, uh, I, all these people waiting, etc. Many, many things went through my mind, uh, but the pain uh, told my brain uh, that there's something wrong physically. Um, guilt uh, tells the inner man that there's something wrong. Uh, so, so this idea that we should live this guilt-free life because we're accepted uh, in the beloved, uh, if you can walk around doing whatever it is you want and not feel guilt, um, you're in a bad spot spiritually. Uh, it's, it could be the absence of the Holy Spirit since you carry the Spirit around with you every day. Uh, if the Holy Spirit in your conscience, if those things, it could be that your conscience is seared. Um, it, it, could, it could be that you're a sociopath. It could mean a lot of things, but none of them are good. So when we, with the Holy Spirit on board, and we are confronted with our own sin, uh, or uh, a, a situation uh, arises that we're in the middle of, and the Holy Spirit, you can, you can we always think a good angel, bad angel, or whatever, uh, and uh, when, when there is doubt, don't. Uh, when, when something, when the, your conscience is saying this isn't right, uh, then you need to flee. Uh, you need to, to leave that situation. Uh, and uh, so uh, it says uh, back into in Romans, if you would, uh, in chapter number 14, uh, verse number 22, again says, Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he uh, alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat. Because he, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith uh, is sin. We know that not all things uh, are sinful. Not everything is expedient, though. First uh, Corinthians chapter number 10. Uh, and uh, we have to uh, be careful of that. So when it, the matter comes up uh, of uh, these gray areas in your life, ask yourself the question, uh, is what I'm doing, uh, is it pleasing to God? Um, or is it pleasing ourselves? Uh, is uh, the activity uh, that I'm doing, uh, is it uh, addictive? Or uh, will uh, Christians witness, 
what, whatever it is, and will they be encouraged by that? Will they be discouraged? Um, what type of an example uh, am I setting in that moment? Uh, will doing this thing build uh, me up as a Christian? Uh, will it build others up uh, unto godliness? Will it edify uh, them? Will it provoke them unto love and good works? Uh, and, uh, and there are um, many illustrations that could be given um, uh, that you know uh, in your own life, personal life, uh, with people, could be yourself, uh, but other people uh, who ruined uh, their testimony, uh, who uh, you had respect for, uh, then you no longer do. And sometimes it's for some of the littlest things. Um, it's a gray area uh, that if they had chose to just not do it, everything would have been okay. Um, but then they did it, and then, then you know, you're offended or somebody else is offended, uh, and, uh, and this trouble goes on, and it's a disputation, uh, and we've got to go over it, uh, and, uh, and people will fight, uh, and it's just a, a, a terrible thing. Back into our uh, Romans 14, the Bible says in verse number 6, He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. He that regardeth not the day to the Lord, uh, he doth regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. Uh, it's saying, okay, you are practicing liberty and you're doing it unto the Lord. The person who is, who is not practicing that liberty is also doing that to the Lord. For the Lord and unto the Lord. Uh, never, ever, ever uh, criticize somebody uh, who has um, a standard, perhaps, that is higher than your own. Um, celebrate that. Um, be thankful for it. Um, encourage them. Um, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't endure people. We should encourage people. But I feel like in Christianity today, we do a whole lot more enduring. Uh, but, but in, and by the way, our spiritual discernment, our, our spiritual maturity is measured by uh, our discernment uh, to where you don't uh, involve yourself in doubtful disputations or uh, you avoid um, silly questions or, uh, or debates and, uh, in vain things that, that don't really matter. Uh, it's, it's doing those things as unto the Lord. There are times uh, where you answer a fool. Sometimes you don't. There's all kinds of biblical principles that we can apply to all these different areas. But the bottom line is uh, we are to love our neighbor. Uh, and we're not to do anything uh, that would cause them harm. Verse 7, For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, uh, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we all shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as, uh, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us will give an account. Uh, so the, the, the whole adage of, um, of judge, you shouldn't judge people, all balanced. You're judged by the same measure that you judge other people. Um, we are to um, fall more or lean to uh, a side. If you're guilty of anything, be guilty of having grace. Be guilty of having uh, more uh, mercy. Uh, and, uh, and let us not judge one another anymore, but judge this rather. 
uh, in verse 13, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So even if it's like, well, we shouldn't judge, uh, and that's the way you want to go in it. The Bible does say uh, that we are to, uh, to judge and discern. That's all part of, of your spiritual maturity. Uh, but he says, okay, don't judge, but judge this. He says, think about this. You shouldn't be a stumbling block uh, for another brother. I know and I'm persuaded. We talked about that, verse 14 uh, and verse 15. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Uh, that, uh, that means um, you're not behaving, walkest to live or behave in a specific matter. Uh, to be, you're not walking charitably uh, is a strong affection or regard for a person. Uh, so it says when we do these things and cause, our, we're not walking charitably. It is, it is unloving uh, for us uh, to, to, to live uh, in that manner. Destroy not him with thy meat. For whom Christ died. That means to not to destroy, to cause uh, irreparable uh, damage or uh, tremendous spiritual damage to someone, uh, to someone's conscience uh, or to their to their faith. Um, you know, I've, I know a lot more Christians uh, in my life uh, that have have quit on God uh, because of the hypocrisy of other Christians, uh, because we are inconsistent. We say one thing, we do another. We, we call out the sins in other people uh, that, that we have in our own lives. Uh, we're, we have big beams sticking out uh, of our eye, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and we're really uh, judgy, I guess, in, in that way. Uh, and, and people see that, uh, and, they, and they automatically know that that's not, that's not a biblical, that's not a Christian way to be. Uh, and, uh, and it destroys uh, people. Uh, verse number 19, or excuse me, backing up to verse number 16. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. So it's your faith, your liberty, your, your, um, uh, the liberty that you have in Christ. You've been set free, and, uh, and, and so you're just going uh, to live, uh, and you're accepted and beloved. It says, don't let that good uh, be evil spoken of, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, for he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after these things which maketh for peace and things whereof one may edify another. For meat destroyeth not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. So the long and short of it, and I've got to stop, uh, is um, when we apply these principles, most of the time we, we do it in reverse. Um, we, we apply it and we think that somebody who doesn't practice liberty is the weaker Christian. Um, but the opposite uh, is true. Those who practice liberty are the stronger. You which are stronger bear the infirmities of the weak. Uh, and, uh, and so um, most of the time, uh, as a, to be transparent, um, many over the, the last whatever, however many years that I've been here, a lot of times, and I'm thankful, by the way, I'm thankful uh, that uh, in, in things that, like, if I have a standard or whatever, and it's not yours, I'm thankful that people defer to that. Not because I'm the, it's not because I'm the pastor. It's because it's the Christian thing to do, um, to, not, to not stumble. In those moments, you think, pastor, he's just, you know, fuddy-duddy, you know, and, and whatever, just doesn't want Christians to have fun or whatever. Uh, that's, that's not the case. Uh, but I'm, th- I'm thankful 
uh, that, uh, that people have put this in practice from back when we taught that uh, so many years ago. But if you're new here, um, the temptation is to look at somebody uh, who, who, uh, who doesn't think that that gray area is okay for them to do. Um, don't talk them into doing it. Don't try to convince them. There are things that you can debate. You can debate about stuff and, uh, and you know, um, you know you're, you're talking with your friends or whatever and, you, and there's a gray area and, and you're kind of going back and forth. Uh, but, by the time, but by the time you're done, uh, if, you know, if you haven't persuaded them, let them be. Um, don't try to convince somebody to do something that is against their conscience. Never, never, never go against, uh, if you have a guilty conscience or something, that red flag goes up uh, and, uh, and it's the Spirit of God. Um, as a Christian, don't do it. As a Christian, a loving brother or sister in Christ, don't convince somebody to do it. Oh, that's not in the Bible. Uh, oh, you know, that's just, that's just too far. You ought to be like, well, praise the Lord. Um, you know, you do you. And I'll do me. Uh, and since I know that this is something that offends you, I'm not going to do it in front of you. I'm not going to flaunt it. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, and, um, and, but, but you know full well uh, that if it's like, well, you know, we just, you know we're just doing this tonight. Uh, and, and, and you're a, a Baptist, uh, a Bible-believing Baptist, and you know full well that there are people that are going to see that post uh, and, and are going to be offended by it. What should you do? You just don't post it. Okay? Um, that's where you cross the line as a, as a Christian, and it becomes sin unto you when you disobey the principles laid out in Romans chapter number 14. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, and it says, that which is not done of faith, it is sin. Uh, and, uh, and we certainly... Um, apply by its context those things that uh, would we think are sinful. It's not a faith, uh, and and we don't want to bring reproach unto God and ourselves. Uh, and happy is he that condemneth not himself with the things that he alloweth. Uh, so recently, I'm going to close this because otherwise I'll keep talking. Uh, and uh, I referenced it briefly this morning. Was at an event uh, where. Um, I was just surprised uh, by, by what was, uh, was going on there and allowed there. And, um, but I didn't, I didn't stand up and protest. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't call people out on it. Um, I just simply left. And, um, and, and so um, I don't know that I was offended and by, and by the way, you can take, the Bible says that, you know, the peace, if you have peace of God, nothing will offend you. And uh, so I think oftentimes we it's like, well, we don't want to say we're offended or be offended because people think we don't have peace with God uh, or we're not a good enough uh, Christian or whatever. Um, it was just, it was just kind of like, um, it's, in, it's in doubt. I, I, it's not something that I would do. Um, in the Holy Spirit, my conscience is like, time for me to go. And so I obeyed the conscience. I didn't stay. If I had a guilty conscience, I'm not going to stay there and endure it And uh, for the sake of pleasing other people. And people were watching what I would do. And when, and when I left, uh, people, people were watching when I got up what I was, what I was going to do 
And then I leave. And when I left, people even asked about it. And, um, but my point being this, is that they, they, I should just obey my conscience. Uh, and, uh, and on the other side of that a teaching moment um, should be, uh, there are people that are going to be here that aren't going to like that, so it's a, it's a hard no, we shouldn't do that. Uh, because it's going to offend other people. And, and if, if that principle was obeyed, there would be zero offense. And there would be a, a satisfaction of God in that obedience, uh, in that moment, that, that it would please the Lord. The deferring for it. It's like, well, should we, should we do this? There are going to be people there that, that, that uh, don't um, agree, and it's going to offend them. So, um, it's, but it's, but it's, it's my day. Um, we're not, we're, chapter number, the next chapter, chapter number 15, the first couple of verses teach us what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to process that. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, real life uh, principles, some of you understand exactly the, the thing I'm talking about uh, in the illustration, because uh, you were there. Um, and then take that going forward uh, in your own life uh, and apply it. Uh, and uh, and it, it, it isn't that that poor Christian, they just, they just don't know how uh, to enjoy life. Um, no, you just, you, just don't, you just don't want them to sin against their conscience. And the best thing is not to be a stumbling block and not put them in the position where, there's, where their conscience is challenged uh, by, by the liberty um, that, uh, that you're expressing. That's the biblical Christian way. Is it always done? No. Uh, we struggle with it. Yes, uh, and, uh, and whatever, whatever you do, you've got to please the Lord. And so in those moments, um, you do what you feel the Lord would have you to do. Uh, and then you walk away from that and you say, I'm not going to put other brothers and sisters in, uh, in Christ in that position to feel the way that I felt in that moment. And Christ is honored with that. And, it, and, it, and, it, and you obey uh, the scriptures with it. And so, so there's contrast today. Uh, without faith, it's impossible. And there are things that we can do that are not of faith. Uh, and we've got to be very careful. And I'm, uh, I, and I'm done. Let's all stand. Uh, and uh, you say, you're kind of meddling today. Yes, I am meddling. Uh, and it's necessary uh, and, uh, for us to understand the biblical principle. Uh, and to not fall into this ecumenical, evangelical idea that none of these things matter. Because the Bible is very plain uh, about it and gives us illustrations that we can understand uh, and know is our choice whether to obey that or not uh, and to obey the Lord and to, and to not be stumbling blocks to other Christians. So maybe the Lord's reminded you uh, of a time that you've been a stumbling block or um, maybe uh, there's a scenario in all the little lists and things that, uh, that were brought to your mind as we, we looked at this passage of Scripture that you have to deal with the Lord uh, about that. Maybe you've offended another brother uh, or sister in Christ, and you need to go to them and say, I'm sorry uh, for being a stumbling block, whatever it is. Um, but, a, but the most important thing is you can say, well, that's what the Bible says. Chapter number 14, it's very clear. I'm going to be better uh, about living that out uh, in my own personal walk uh, to be, uh, be a light uh, and to bring glory uh, to my Savior. So the piano begins to play. God's spoken to your heart. Let's spend a few minutes in prayer.